Ultra. Welcome back to Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we are about to go off on minute three, which begins with Nicholas rounding a corner as we learn that he joined the SO19 in 2001 and ends with uh, Nicholas's sergeant saying in Sanford, Gloucestershire, under his breath. Which is not easy. Yeah. <laughs> to mumble Sanford Gloucestershire. Maybe Gloucestershire. if you're English. It's not a word that we use a lot. No, no, definitely not. Uh, not like words like bacon. Bacon. <laughs> they say bacon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess maybe Scottish people say Some bacon nice more. crispy bacon. Yeah. Why was that the first? Uh, I don't know. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, so I looked up the uh, the, the SO19 because uh, I wanted to know more about this. Now, the... Here's what's something interesting. So the SO-19 is um, a specialist firearms command, uh, sort of like a SWAT team, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, only in, uh, in the UK, uh, the SWAT team is basically like the, the, the armed police force. Okay. Because, you know, most police aren't armed. Sure. Um, and so, uh, I mean, I don't understand what you just said was gibberish to me, but sure. Yeah. So like anytime, well, the, the okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the idea is just like anytime, um, uh, they need, uh, a, they have a situation where they need police officers with weapons. They mm-hmm. call in the SO-19 cause they're the only ones who are trained right. in firearms right. and uh, that sort of thing. Sure. So again, setting up the end of the movie as far as like sure this is a guy who knows how to handle tough situations yeah hairy yes proper action right exactly um operation crackdown uh and this uh, particular hostage situation that we see mm-hmm. um in this bit i believe is referenced later in the movie when he says he, only, he doesn't he say something like he only had he's only had to shoot someone twice or something like that. Oh, yeah. Or like he only killed someone once. Mm-hmm. I think this was it. It was Garth Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think this was it. I think this was like the one time that he had to actually kill someone. And there's that great moment, too. Like, in the middle of this, like, the beginning, very beginning of this comedy, he, like, murders this guy and then, like, puts his gun down. Like, oh, my God, I just ended a life. Yeah. You know? Um, and you, like, immediately sort of feel for this guy where he's like, he'll do what he has to, but he doesn't like it. Sure. You know, he he's 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 not there for... He doesn't see the violence or the action as why he's doing it. He sees the preservation of, you know, the good of society, justice. Right. You know, but yeah, he's not hungry to end human life. He's not a Michael Bay character. Right. <laughs> he's not a bad boy. He's not a bad boy. <laughs> or a diehard. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this, uh, this hostage situation is, is interesting. I, um, I wish we knew more about what was going on there because it's, uh, uh, it looks like a yeah. It looks like a real, uh, real tough situation. Yeah. Um, 
two two victims. Uh, their mouths are duct taped. Uh, looks like a little girl and her father, maybe. Um, I like. I just don't know why this guy would be. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Garth Jennings. Who knows? Yeah. So who is this? Uh, so this is uh, Garth Jennings, filmmaker, uh, director of, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the 2005 Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, starring oh. uh, Mr. Martin Freeman, which oh. we'll be seeing here in several seconds. Uh, I assume personal friend of Edgar Wright, also uh, director of the uh, Illumination of Animation production Sing, where the animals could sing. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah, director. Wow. And uh, Son of Rambo. Okay, so, that was that was a that was that was a sort of like a indie film, sure, yeah, that, thing that people were talking about, mm-hmm. right? Came out the same year as Hot Fuzz, two thousand seven. Oh, okay, yeah, interesting. Um, wow, I didn't know that the guy who directed that directed Guardi- uh, the the Hitchhikers, Hitchhikers yeah. Guide to the Galaxy. We, we we've talked. We're we're, we're both uh, we're both proponents of that version of Hitchhikers Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's a fun. It's a fun watch. It's a fun watch. It's got not a, the book. It's got a great cast. It's not the book, but you know, yeah, that's a, what a crazy thing yeah. for a movie to try and be. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah, interesting uh, hostage situation. Um, duct tape over the face. Uh, I feel really bad for this little girl with the duct tape over her face. Sure. Um, you know, her dad. Eh, whatever. I guess. I don't know. Um, so how long? How long was he a cop after graduation? Like, how 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 far into our into Nicholas Angel's career are we seeing him as he steps into Martin Freeman's office? Well, uh, it it seemed like I don't think they gave a I don't think they gave a date for when he joined, but I think the police training is like maybe a year, two years, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a year. I don't know, but uh, you know, he graduated in ninety three. Let's say it's two years. That means he joined the the Metropolitan Police Force in ninety five. Mm-hmm. Um, joined the SO nineteen in two thousand one. Okay, uh, but I think I don't think the SO nineteen is a is a full time gig. Sure, like, it's, it's a division. It's a division, and like when they need you, you drop everything and go into that division. You know, whenever the, a situation arises. Okay, um, I, I believe uh, if, if any. Um, if any uh, London police officers are listening uh, and they, they can correct me on that, please do. Uh, Facebook group. Um, <laughs> that's, what that's what it's here for. That's what it's here for. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, I think it's, it's sort of like almost like a, like a job extracurricular almost, you know? Okay. Yeah. Like he's, he can go do that thing if, it, if it, they need it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think he's still working through this whole time. So, I imagine... If he started in 95, he's 12 years into his career. 12 years a cop. Yeah. I think so. So impressive. I mean, it, it, it sounds redundant to say, but when you put it like that, it's like, wow, yeah, that is an incredibly prolific career for only 12 years on the force. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where um, too little, they want you to knock it off. <laughs> a little too good. A little too good. Um, yeah. So as we learned, his wrestler record is 500% higher than any other officer at the Met. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, five hundred percent higher. Four hundred percent. Four hundred percent higher. Yeah, that's a lot. He's the Batman of the London Police Force. Yeah, the Sheriff of London. The Sheriff of London. <laughs> as we'll soon. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Uh, so and then we're also we're also burying the lead, of course, because we have uh, Peter Jackson's cameo as Father Christmas. Yeah. How could we know then? Knife wielding. How could we know then in two thousand and seven that we would see two? Members of the uh, the Hobbit team. Oh yeah, yeah, true. 
Very seconds true. after each other. Yeah, I, I, I've 2007 was like right when I was starting to really understand how much I was obsessed with movies, mm-hmm. and a big part of that was Lord of the Rings. So yeah, I was, I, I was, I, I found it super delightful at age 15 or 16 or whatever that like that was Peter Jackson as Father Christmas. Down oh yeah, Simon Peck in the hand. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I also really like the transitionary bit where he knocks on. Uh, he knocks on the office and it closes in on his hand and then cuts to like yeah. the injury. Um, I think that's a really good, yeah, no, this nice is, shot. This is a soup. This is a very well-made montage sequence. It's oh, doing yeah. so much. It's funny, mm-hmm. informative. Mm-hmm. It's setting the tone. It's making us root for this protagonist three minutes into the movie mm-hmm. where it's like, I like this guy. He's a little intense, but he's a, seems like a good dude. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just it's it's doing such great work three minutes in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The only thing is, I think that the hands don't match. Hmm. Um, like I, I, I think the the hand that he gets stabbed in is not the hand that he knocks the door on. Got it. Um, yeah, it's his left. <laughs> he gets his left hand stabbed it, and he knocks with the, the right hand. The movie itself pauses. Yeah, with it very conveniently just now. I didn't even have to press pause. That was funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, shortly after we meet the director, we uh, we get to see Bilbo. Yeah. It's very true. Baggins, Martin um, Freeman. Uh, pers- I want to know, what, yeah. but before you get to Martin Freeman, Please. I just want to know what the situation was with Father Christmas. Like, right. Like, what led to him getting stabbed by Peter Jackson's Father Christmas? Well, because I'd like to think that, you know, it, I, I, I guess the most, uh, the most simple answer is maybe it was uh, a robbery, mm. like a point break situation where instead of wearing a president's mask, there was a guy dressed as Father Christmas. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that the plot of Reindeer Games? Yes, and it was a casino. <laughs> so maybe Peter Jackson was pulling like a one-man reindeer games. Okay, he was like robbing a casino, or like, well, I don't know if there are casinos in the UK, or he could be like a belligerent, like homeless Santa, because he looks kind of gnarly. He does look pretty gnarly. Uh, yeah, like a homeless Santa running around with a knife. They call up Angel. <laughs> he tries to pacify the situation. Santa yeah. retaliates, stabs him in the hand. Yeah. He gets a good look at it too, like Santa himself. Like when he, it, 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 you could almost read it as surprise. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've gone, I've gone, I've, I've stabbed his hand. It yeah. really wouldn't sound like Peter Slid Jackson. right through. Slid right through. And then uh, I, I, listening to the cast commentary uh, on the DVD, uh, actually hurt his hand a little bit. So oh. like Peter Jackson, like, cause it was like a, you know, like the plastic hitting his hand. He was like, yeah. oh, that kind of hurt. Peter Jackson really went for it. Oh. Uh, yeah. So apparently there's, um, if I'm not mistaken, there was like more to the scene and they cut most of it out. Uh, oh, it really? just, yeah, cause it just became part of the montage. Sure. But like when they went and shot it, they like, they kind of like shot a whole scene, I guess. And then when Peter Jackson saw it, he was like, oh, that was it. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, big, big, big fan. I've always thought it was the, 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 the teenage film nerd in me always thought it was cool when like directors would show up in other directors stuff. Oh know? yeah. Like, uh, like John Landis being in. Oh yeah. Or like Steven Spielberg being in Blues Brothers. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, John Landis in uh, Spider-Man 2. John Landis in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh, Sidney Pollack in uh, Death Becomes Her. Oh, right. Worth it. Worth it. Worth the wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I would have I I dug to see more of Santa, more of what Father Christmas's crime was. Yeah. Kind of the undermine. I wonder if he's like... Um, <laughs> I wonder if he's uh, one of those... Uh, you know, like the the Santas that like ask for like charitable donations. Only like maybe he's not charitable, oh, a charitable cause. Like he was just a, taking pe- money from people. That's a Gotham villain. Yeah, like a wandering Santa that if you don't give money to the poor, he like stabs you. 
Oh no, 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 no. Uh, what I was saying is like he's not actually working for charity. He's, oh, he's, he's just disguised. pretending. Yeah, he's pretending to be one of those Santas, right. but actually like taking the money. He's a slasher. Yeah, and he came to <laughs> right. And he came to uh Nicholas Angel came to like shut that shit down and yeah. uh and he got stabbed. Well, how do you like this? Yeah. <laughs> Knife through the hand. I can't survive here. <laughs> it's too cold. <laughs> I need somewhere warm. I'm from an island. <laughs> Make something. Do something else. I miss you. I need your blood. I need your blood. <laughs> um, anyway. Meet the feebles. <laughs> uh, so. Um, Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin Freeman. Tell us uh, uh, where he, he what he, the office was probably like the big thing he was from at this point. Yes. Right? So, two thousand and seven, uh, uh, both UK and USA would most likely know uh, Martin Freeman as uh, I, I didn't know this was his last name. Tim Canterbury. Canterbury. Tim Canterbury. Hmm. Uh, in the original Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merfant, Stephen Merchant series, <laughs> Merfant, Merfant, uh, The Office, and we'll be seeing him later on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, at this point, he was in. He was in like an episode of Black Books. Uh, six episodes of something called Bruiser. Uh, mm. And as far as film, up to 2007, uh, we would have seen him in uh, a favorite of both yours and mine, Love Actually. Oh, right, yeah. Sure. Had, I, I didn't realize that was that early into his career. That was like his first big role. He, the year before, he was in Ali G in the house. Oh. That Ali G movie that yeah. they made, the one oh. before Borat. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, not a fan of the Sasha Baron Cohen's got No, no, I'm not. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> we know him as uh, Declan and Shaun of the Dead. He was part of the other group. Of course. And then uh, we were talking about it earlier. Garth Jennings is uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where I thought he played a very good Arthur Dent. Yeah, he's good at that. I mean, I think um, I, I think more than even his popularity on Sherlock, which I'm sure Lock. definitely helped with, with uh, getting the role in The Hobbit. But... I really do think it's his it's his performance in Hitchhiker's Guide that got him the Hobbit. I mean, he's basically Bilbo. Yeah, yeah, and and it shows that he he's he can be a capable comedic lead. Mm-hmm. You know, someone that you would follow around on an on a big crazy adventure. He, yeah, he's incredibly. You know, it's been said that there's like two kinds of actors. Mm-hmm. There's like you know chameleon actors and actors that are themselves in. In, in in every role, and I say that very carefully because I do think Martin Freeman is a fantastic actor. Right, but he 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 does he he doesn't seem to be very interested in being a chameleon mm-hmm. the way that Johnny Depp or even like Benedict Cumberbatch is. True, uh, where you know you look at he he he's very good, similar to Tom Hanks of like just being this grounding human yeah force. You know he kind of that that's kind yeah. of what he feels like. He kind of feels like British Tom Hanks. Yeah, in he, a way he just you he's what you like to you know I, I I don't mean like in any like racial way, but he's sort of what you would like to imagine the common Englishman to be. Uh huh. You know, decent, intelligent. Yeah. Uh, polite. Uh, yeah, fashionable. Yeah, for sure. You know, and yeah, yeah. and uh, I I. He's great. I also, I didn't know this. Personal friend of Sean Pegg, uh, si- uh, Simon Pegg, Simon Sean Pegg, I'm Sean Pegg, like Sean Penn, and uh, <laughs> Simon Pegg, actually Godfather to Martin Freeman's son. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we've said this on the show yet, but Martin Freeman has also been the uh, the voiceover guy that we've been seeing here right. this whole week. Right. Um, what's your favorite uh, Martin Freeman role? Oh goodness gracious! I'm I'm scrolling through right now. You know, I am just now realizing as we're talking that I'm not. Now that it's over, I'm not like the biggest Sherlock fan. Oh, like I like it. But yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't think it is my favorite performance. 
of his, but then I don't know what would be. Oh God, he's so freaking great in Fargo. Yeah, that's very true. He's terrific in Fargo as Lester Nygaard. Um, big fan of. I mean, I love the. I, I really like the British Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's actually really great in all three Hobbit movies, and it's actually one of the I think the biggest losses of the Hobbit movies is that the the movie stops being interested in him halfway through the first movie. Yeah, and he gets lost. I think he, I think he's perfectly cast as Bilbo. Uh, let's see. We got uh, what's your number? Pirates Band of Misfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the World's End, which we're not even going to start to talk about yet. Yeah. And uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Oh, and Everett K. Ross. Uh, yeah. Secret quote. Uh, there's this part in the Black Panther that me and my friend Caleb would, used to quote to each other a lot. There's this part mm-hmm. where he's like, he they're like in the the glass while Andy Serkis is getting interrogated. Right. And uh, he turns to tell him, "Look, I like you a lot, but if we're," <laughs> and we were like, "What?" <laughs> so we would just turn to each other and be like, "Hey, I like you a lot, but if we're gonna do this, <laughs> he is he is really good. He's he's also like a really good, like in a, in another world, like I could have seen him cast as um, uh, what is that character's name that was in Avengers and then Agents of Shield, Phil Coulson. Coulson yeah. yeah, the same kind of everyman quality. Yeah." Yeah, he has that. Yeah, he has an everyman quality, mm-hmm. an every Englishman quality. <laughs> every every Englishman. Yeah, and is uh, yeah, he's kind of rocking a longer haircut, which I can only imagine is it. It almost feels like it's um, in uh, direct response to how short his hair had to be. As <laughs> that's true on the office. Uh, yeah, or I was looking at Sean. Oh yeah. Oh Isn't yeah. Is his hair really short in Shaun of the Dead? I don't know. Okay. I don't think it had to be though. I think he was still shooting the office. Okay, but yeah, you're right. It is very. He looks so different in the office when you go back and watch. Yeah. Because you're so used to seeing like the John Watson. Yeah. Like you know tight. <laughs> tight little shirts that he wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, but, and he's really good in this. Uh, this, yeah, this whole. I really. This it's a great scene. We'll see more of it, but um, yeah, I would. Uh, well, we're going to get it more in The World's End, but mm-hmm. uh, I would be down to see more Martin Freeman, Simon Pegg collaborations. collaborations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think so, too. Um, I also, there's this, so the bit where he says, um, you know, it's time to to put those skills to better use. We're, we're going to uh, make you a sergeant. And uh, that, I mean, it feels to me like that's, that's important. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, we're going to promote you to sergeant. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in charge of all, all of this stuff. But uh, Nicholas's response is, I see. Right. He's like not into it at yeah, all. Yeah, he, yeah. It's like he doesn't want to be a leader. He just wants to do the work. Sure. Yeah. Well, because as, as I think as we find out more, not to talk too much about it, but I don't, you know, Nicholas Angel just knows how to work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of, it's, it's, it's super fast. It's one line of dialogue, but, you know, Martin Freeman's character chose to be behind a desk. Right. And we get the sense that maybe they were contemporaries. Maybe they both were even going through training together. Maybe. Or, or congruently. True. And, you know, Martin Freeman wanted to grow his hair out, <laughs> live the quiet life, and, yeah. you know, can't understand why someone would choose to not move up. Right. But then we have Nicholas Angel who just wants to be on the streets doing good. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I don't... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess you know, you you picture him as sergeant, like being in an office and being in charge. I imagine he would get really frustrated, sure, because he's like, look, I look at what I did, look at what I was capable of. Yeah, he saved and a family. There's a whole department isn't doing what I do, right? Yeah, you know, um, and uh, that would be, I feel like that would be frustrating. He would be a terrible boss to work for. I feel like, right? Um, so he'd be a real uh, Captain Holt. Yeah, 
Yeah. Now I want that. Now I want that forever. <laughs> now I do. Now I really do want uh, Sergeant Nicholas or like, you know, con- like head of police Nicholas Angel in yeah. 2019. It would be, uh, I'd be into it. Because he's had 10 years to turn Sanford into his own image. Right. You know, for better or for worse. Right. That's so, true. So it would be like a town of ultimate justice. Oh, and ultimate police officers. <laughs> he's just, he's raised, like, he's raised like a generation of super cops. Yeah. They're all super cops. Yeah. Um, that would be insane. Hot uh, fuzzies. Yeah. I could also see him opening a school, like a rival police training school. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, or taking over the, that school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you don't really want him to be out of Sanford either. So I don't know. Sure. Um, in any event. We'll open. We'll, we'll nail it. Before the show's over, we'll nail down our dream Hot Fuzz sequel. Yeah. Yeah, we will. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll happen. Um, so I believe. Do you have a favorite Martin Freeman it? movie? Oh yeah, um, I love Love Actually. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's probably or um, performance. It could be television. Yeah, I, I feel like Fargo is probably my favorite performance of his. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, I don't really have like I just like his presence. Sure. I think we were both big fans of uh, Ghost Stories earlier this year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That was really good. Um, I just, yeah, I just like his presence. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch just about anything if he's in it, um, mm-hmm. just because it's like, oh, yeah, I like that guy. I don't know. Also, you know, we're talking about Simon Pegg. Not a lot of Martin Freeman movies or shows where you're like, oh, that guy's clocking a paycheck. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. Where you're like, oh, this guy. You know, he's like, in, there's not a lot of movies where he's like getting chased by CG robots or right mommy black panther but you know like uh <laughs> not a lot of robots in black panther no but he and he doesn't he doesn't get chased by a lot of them he he's in the little the drone yeah thing. voiced by trevor noah yeah yeah is that right yeah I, I, he was on he was on like one of those talk shows and it's revealed that he's the voice of like uh shuri's like ai oh right on yeah right on. fair enough I get what you mean though about him being like a comforting press. He's also really good in World's End, but again, we'll talk about that next season. Yeah, I know. That's I mean, if if I had to really pick one, it would be that one. Yeah. Um, but as O Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to be known as fucking O Man. <laughs> it's a small price to pay. Um anyway. <laughs> and he's off. <laughs> oh God. Um yeah, so I think that's I think that's about it, uh, guys. We have a whole network of podcasts, Dueling Genre Podcast Network. Uh, make sure that you're uh, you're checking out some of the other podcasts that we have. We've got Nick and I did Back to the Future Minute. If you haven't listened to that, we did 345 episodes of that, mm-hmm. um, the whole trilogy. So you can go back and uh, check that out. It's all available. Um, I've got Spider-Man Minute, which I do with my co-host Zach Luna. It's on uh, hiatus right now, having wrapped up the first and second Spider-Man movies, uh, the Sam Raimi films. So go uh, go check that out. And of course, we have um, plenty more. Uh, Nick and I are are two of three co-hosts on uh, the Doctor's Companion yeah. with with our our good friend and uh, next week's uh, uh, guest, Cassandra Fredrickson. Yes. Um, so, uh, new doctor, new era. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a female doctor. We've got uh, a new showrunner. It's, it's an exciting time. So we're, we're reviewing each episode as it comes out. So, uh, make we sure have you a, check that a out. companion who also uh, chose to dedicate their life to police service in London. Yeah. London. Very true. Very true. Um, and is frustrated with being on, uh, on traffic duty. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing that was probably missing from 
uh, the uh, the the uh, montage. The montage was like him on traffic duty, like ticketing every yeah, car on yeah, the street yeah. or like, something. Yeah, he's like Judy Hops. Like yeah. Every <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, he is kind of Judy Hops, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Judy Hops is like a low key uh, hot fuzz sequel um, <laughs> or prequel, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So go check out all the dueling genre podcasts: Harry Potter minute, Lord of the Rings minute, all that good stuff, and. Uh, We will be back tomorrow with Minute 4 for the greater good. The greater good.